Amen. Welcome to Cornerstone Church. You're visiting with us. Thanks for coming. My name is Sean. I'm the lead pastor here. We're glad you're here today. Today's going to be a different type of service. We've got a lot of stuff to do. We're going to be uh, um, burning our mortgage because you are debt-free, church. Amen. Amen. We're going to be uh, baptizing some people at the end of the service. This is going to be great. So it's going to be a little bit different and everything. But let me, let me just say one thing, men. Tonight, the, actually, the, the announcement was wrong. It starts at 5 o'clock. You don't want to be late because we'll eat all the hamburgers before you get there. So be there at 5 o'clock tonight. And women, this week is an important week for you. We've got our annual women's conference coming up. And uh, sign up. You can sign up on your bulletin. You can sign up online. And, and uh, listen, I want to encourage you to do that. Don't let money stop you. If you can't pay for it, let us help you, okay? We want you to be here. We want you to, to be a part of this. I tell you what, they, they go all out on the women's conference. Men's conference, you just come and get these, these chairs, and this is what you get. But men, I mean women, they go all out. They deck out everything. They, they make us work hard. And so, um, listen, you don't want to miss out on that. Amen? God's so good. Hey, listen, we have, uh, this is a special time for us this week, is we have a group of people here that aren't usually up with us during our Sunday service, and that is our kids. Let's give our kids a hand. Amen. If you're um, elementary age, why don't you go ahead and stand up. If you're elementary age, go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand right up with you. We are so glad you're with us today. And uh, listen, we want to pray for you. We want to bless you. So parents, just, just lay hands on your kids real nicely this time. And, um, and we want to pray for you guys. We want to bless you. You are an important part of our church. And I don't know if you know that or not, that we pray for you weekly. And we love you so much. And listen, we love our kids here Kids are an important part of the church. You know, listen, we are more up here, the little church. They are the big church. I tell you what, Jesus meets them right where they're at. They do so many things, and we're so proud of you and are so excited about what God is going to do in you. So let's pray for them uh, right now. If you don't have any kids, just reach your hands towards the kid right now. We're going to bless them, bless our children right now. Father, I just thank you for the gifts that you have given us in our kids. And I bless them now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for them. That the God, that they can hear your voice clear. And they can speak your word clear. And I just bless them that they will never know a day of rebellion in all their life. In Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that they're going to grow up. And even grow and change this world that, Father God, I believe personally, they're going to see your coming. And I thank you, God, for them. That, Father God, they will change this world. They will not go to the ways of the world. They will not listen to what's on TV and think it's truth. They will only listen to you and know the truth. And that will set them free. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. Come on, give them a hand. Amen. Amen. God is good. Listen, I'm going to ask uh, Mandy Jones to come on up here. Mandy, are you here? There you are. Mandy, a lot of you guys don't know this. Her husband passed away this past week. And I tell you what, I have never been to a memorial service like this one. It was so God-honoring. I was so honored to be, even be a part of it and what God has done and is doing through their family. So she wanted to come and just greet you guys just for a moment. Hi. Um, really just want to say thank you so much to everybody. Um, since the time we found out that Aaron was diagnosed with cancer, we have just been overwhelmed with support financially, um, meals, like prayer. And it's really just been 
<clears throat> just so overwhelming, really. And, um, you know, there was one night that um, a bunch of you came out and circled our house like, what is that, Jericho? You know, when you, <laughs> they went around singing and praying. Because the house is still there. Yes. Okay, so. <laughs> and, um, but, and that night, um, I know Lisa Apking said that, and we saw on the moon, there was a ring around the moon. And, you know, there, you guys circled our house. And I was just telling a friend the other day, like, I feel so supported. Like there is a continual ring, a surrounding yeah. around me and my family um, that I feel like I can't fall over. Like it's yeah. a supernatural piece that I have that is really supernatural. And at times I can feel guilty. Like I shouldn't be doing this okay, you know, but. <laughs> It's totally the Lord and you all holding us up through your prayers and we're just blown away. So you guys really are the hands and feet of God and we're feeling it and we're just so thankful for you guys. So Amen. you have Amen. done an amazing job for us. Amen. Come on, give her a hand. You know, that's, that's one of the strengths of the body of Christ, the church is that we are one. Unity is strength. And that we come together, family, community is so important. In fact, starting next week, we start a new series called Life Together. And uh, it's all about that. It's all about being together, being you know strong together, that you're not meant to be alone. None of us are meant to be alone. And so I want to encourage you, you know, this is what it's all about. Look around you. This is what it's all about. Us together, changing the world together, our lives being changed together. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Amen? Amen? God's so good. Thank you, church, for being the church. Amen? Give yourself a hand. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, what I want to do now is I want to call our elders up. I want Pastor Tom and George Ann to come up. Jack and Carol, go ahead and come on up. Um, uh, Kelly and Cindy Hill, come on up. But I also, um, we're going to be burning our mortgage, by the way. And um, this is it. It was uh, for $1,353,000 that uh, uh, these guys signed. But I also want some of our former elders who actually were here on that. So I want the Haskins, Dave and Vicky, come on up. And uh, uh, the Johnsons, you still here? Uh, James gets hungry, so sometimes he, he, he goes. <laughs> James and Charlotte. Um, the, these guys are the ones um, that signed um, us and got us into debt. And um, <laughs> no, and uh, but I, 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 Pastor Tom said last, last yes last service. He said this is this is yours. This is your reason because I was a youth pastor at the time. We had purchased um, land over here that goes all around the Conoco. And then uh, we have built two buildings, the Link, and redid our parking lot and the uh, storehouse building. And um, it was actually probably, and we bought a house across the street. Actually, the total price was about $1.5 million. And uh, it is now all paid off. Aren't you glad about that? Come on, give God praise. Come on up, Luke. But um, I, want, I want you to know something about these men and women behind us is that I'm so it is so awesome to work with a group of men and women who trust the Lord, who does what God says, and who are honorable. And I tell you what, we couldn't have done it without them. Most churches right now, this a church our size, thirty three percent of their income 
is um, in, in their building payment. So it would have been 20 some thousand dollars if we had done that. Our building payment was only half of that most of the time. And these guys are, have put this church in such a financial stability. And I, listen, let's give them a hand. Let's honor them because they have done this. Amen. They have helped us. And, you know, I wanted them to come up because I want them to know, I want you to know that, that these, are the, these are the guys that we are praying, we are leading us as a church and to move forward into what God has called us to do. And listen, I'm not putting down anybody, any church that's gotten to debt. Buildings are expensive, land is expensive, and sometimes they have to do that. But uh, I'm just so thankful that we owe no man nothing except to love. Amen? I tell you what, nothing. We owe nothing. We don't owe any credit card bills. We don't owe any car payments. We, we own those chairs. Everything in this building is yours. Amen? Come on. Give God praise. Amen? And so um, we're going to burn this sucker. And we're going to get rid of it. Amen? Amen? And... Uh, It'll be cool. Hopefully we don't burn anything. Because we, we like this building. We have insurance though. So. I just. Yeah, that's it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Give the Lord praise. Amen. Now. Now the money that we we pay into um, that we paid for our building account, we're still paying. We're putting it in savings. I just want you to know that that we're still paying that, and whatever the Lord wants to do with that, you know, He'll tell us. But uh, we're still saving that. We're still paying it. So we're not eating that money and putting it back into something else right now. This is what the Lord's told us to do is to put it in a savings. And as he leads us and as we need to use it or whatever God leads us to do, that's how we're going to do that. Let's give these men and women a hand for leading us, praying for us, serving us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Bless you, guys. Amen. I like the smell of burnt mortgages. Amen. <laughs> um, Romans thirteen eight says this: Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. I was thinking about this. You know, that's that God has actually provided that, and I want to thank you. Number one, for being obedient. And you, a lot of you have paid above your tithes and offerings to see that we become out of debt last year. And uh, some of you, you know, you, you didn't go on vacation because the Lord told you to give this amount and that didn't allow you to go on vacation. I know some of you, you know, um, didn't eat, drink Starbucks a lot. And that, that was a sacrifice for you. And thank you. And um, you know, whatever you did, I just wanted to thank you for sacrificing. And as I was uh, praying about this, you know, and this has been kind of our theme, oh, no, man, nothing except for love, is that the Lord began to tell me, so Sean, you know, I didn't move you into something easier. Because it's easier to pay a payment than it is to love someone. It's easier to, to pay a bill than it is to go and love somebody else. 
And see, God, God hasn't called us to, 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 to just rest here. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. He hasn't called us to slow down. He hasn't said just, you know, just enjoy, you know, you know the blessing. It, he's called us to move forward. He's told us to go forward in this and not to, to, get, not to, not to stop, to move forward to what God has called us to do. And, and that means to love. And, and love takes, it's not just saying, I love this world. It means to take action in this world. And so what we're praying now, right now to do, is we're praying, God, where are you at? And what do you want us to do? And you know the vision around here is to reach Kansas City and then reach the world. And, uh, and to reach Kansas City, the only way we know how to do it is to start more churches. And to start more of cornerstone campuses around around the 435 loop and we don't know when that's going to be we think it's going to be 2016 we don't know exactly where we think just west of here is where we're going to start our first campus and be praying for us because we're going to step out in faith you know because that's what god wants us to do and i believe you know to love to go out in love and to purposely love people to purposely love our enemies to purposely love people who don't love us you know and that's where that's where we're going and as a church like ours that preaches the word we don't back down from the word of god we preach what is right we preach it in love we preach it the way jesus would preach it and uh that doesn't mean everyone's going to like us for it you know that and i'll tell you one day we may even have picketers out there on our yard picketing us because of what we believe guess how guess how we're going to respond to that we're going to love them we're going to get the best donuts which is a lamar's donuts and we're going to go give it to them Amen? That's how we love. We can't respond to this world in anger. We can't respond to this world in hate. They will hate you. But what did Jesus tell you, told us to do? Love your enemies. L- love those. Bless those who hate you, who curse you. And that's what we're going to do. And so we're going to show the world the love of Christ by giving up our lives to them. And that ta- takes us to step out in faith. And it's time for us, even as a church, to get out of our comfort zone. To do what God has called us to do, to take that step of faith. Amen? I mean, I want you to turn to Matthew, chapter 14. He's got a few things to say, and then we're going to do some baptisms. We're in the final message of the storm series. And this is the first Sunday. It was not storming, but it is cloudy. But um, Matthew, chapter 14... Verse 25, 24, and it, it talks about, um, there's a storm. There's, the disciples are in a boat. Jesus is with them. You know, and I believe that there are times in our lives when God will set us up for an experience. And this is what I believe is happening to these disciples right now. God is setting them up for an experience to take them to a place where they've never been before and do something they've never seen done. You see, being creatures of habit that we are, it's so easy to get into a place where we begin to coast in life, where we get into a routine. Things are going pretty good. We get in a comfort zone, and and before we know it, we begin to get stagnant. So I believe the Lord comes along and creates situations to help us to grow and to go beyond in our walk and faith in Him. And I believe this is one of them for these disciples. Now, verse 24 says, But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the winds were contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. 
And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down on the, out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sing and cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him, and said to him, O you of little faith, why do you have you doubt? And when he got, they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, and Truly you are the Son of God. You know, a lot of times we're in the midst of storm, and sometimes the storms are caused by us. Amen? How many ever caused your own storm? Um, sometimes it is the enemy attacking you. But I believe sometimes even God brings you out into a place that not only tests your faith, but get your butt in gear to get you out of your comfort zone. And here, the word is full of circumstances where we see God orchestrating some incredible circumstance to take his people where they have never gone before. And I believe he can do the same thing with us. See, there's two storms we talked about during this, this series. One, where the storm where Jesus is in the boat and he's helping you calm the storm. The other, where he's out of the boat and you're in the middle of the ocean and storms are happening and you're in this boat, but he's calling you out where you can take a step of faith even in the midst of the storm. Jesus called Peter out of the boat, which was a place of security, out into the waves, into a place where he's completely can trust in him. And I believe sometimes that's where God's calling us, that we've been complacent or we're just in a place of our own comfort zone. And God has, has created the situation in your life where you need to either stay in that boat and ride out the storm yourself, or you have a choice to get out and do something miraculous and run to Jesus. And he's calling you and he's saying, come to me. And you need to learn and say, okay, God, where are you at? And that's what the disciples were trying to do. And in, in, in this boat, they're saying, God, is, is that you? And they thought he was a ghost and, and they need to recognize him. And that's what you and I need to do. Sometimes you're in the midst of the storm. You think, God, where are you at? And said, so God, can I come to you? And begin to recognize, oh, he's over there or he's over there. I believe in our church right now, as corporately, we're in a place that we need to get out of our comfort zone and we need to find out where Jesus is and go to him. I believe it's time for us to step out in faith to do something greater than we've ever done before, even though we may not know how to do that. Peter didn't know how to do, walk on water. He never saw it till Jesus. There was no class, walk on water class. There's no book, the ten how-tos of how to walk on water. Sometimes you don't know what to do. But the thing you do know how to do is to step out. It's to take that first step. And that, I believe, is God's calling you. And not just corporately as a body, but maybe you, personally. You've been in a place of comfort. And God's been telling you, you know the Spirit of God is saying to you, forgive that person. That may be walking on water to you. Maybe walking on water to you is is to get your finances in order and to change the way you live. Maybe walking on water to you is that dream that's been so locked up inside that you've complained that's been every other person or every other thing that's stopping you from doing it. And all along, it's been you scared to get out of the boat.
Recognize, is that you, Lord? Where are you at? And go to him. Draw near to him and you recognize him. Go where he's at. The enemy wants us to lay low and be in fear. But God is calling us out of the boat today. So take that step of faith today. And let's get out. Because the boat, a lot of times, can represent fear. It can represent doubt and confusion and defeat. And you and I need to step out of that boat and go where hope is. We need to step out of the boat and go where love is, where peace is, and where faith is. We need to dare to leave our comfort zone. Get out of this boat, this area of life that we've been stagnant in, and start following the dream of God in our life. So you may be in the midst of a storm right now. You may be going through something where you know you need to take that step of faith and get out. You may need to become vulnerable and say, God, okay. Like Peter did. You know, he was vulnerable. He looked out to the ocean, saw Jesus, and said, is it your will that I come? That's being vulnerable. That's being at a place where God can use you. So dare to leave that situation. Dare to leave that boat and go where God is. Take that step of faith financially. Maybe you need to give. Maybe you need to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to put you the Lord over my finances. And start giving. And watch the blessing of the Lord happen in your life. Maybe there's this dream of God that's inside of you that you just need to start moving forward in. Sean, that dream was so long ago. I don't know. I may be too old. No, you're not. The fact that you're still living and walking on this earth means it's not over yet. Amen? Time to step out. Maybe it's that person that you've been seeing all the time in that, that convenience store or that grocery store. And God has always told the Holy Spirit inside says, tell them that I love them. And you haven't done it yet. Step out of the boat. Well, what if, what if, they, what if they get mad at me? So what? Well, well, what if I step out and then I fall? Well, Peter did that. What did Jesus do? He went and picked him up. And guess what? He walked back on water again. See, God's not going to let you, when you step out in faith, He ain't going to let you fall completely down where you drown. He's going to come and pick you back up, and you're going to walk high on the water. Just call to Him. See, that's the God we serve. It just takes us to step out in faith and trust Him and do what He's called us to do. So what is that place? What does walking on the water look like to you? Where is God calling you to? Even in the midst of everything falling apart, we just need to step out in faith. And no matter what the wind and the waves look like, allow Him to lead us into greater things. Are you ready for greater things in your life? Sometimes it just needs to take a step. Say, God, okay, I see that first step. I choose it, and I'll walk in it right now.
So bow your heads, close your eyes. What is that first step to you? You know it. You know who you are. You know what God's called you to do and who God's called you to be. And it may look different from everybody else. You, the only person you compare yourself with is Jesus. So what does that look like for you? What does that mean for you to get out of your comfort zone and take that step and follow him? Maybe it's for you to forgive somebody that you've been holding that unforgiveness towards because they hurt you. And that has held you back. And that's a storm in your life because you always think about it. Well, maybe it, it is not following what God's told you to do. And every time you think about it, you feel condemned. And that's a storm. And, you, and it brought fear into your life about making that step forward. Some of you just felt like that. You know, you knew long ago that God's called you to ministry and you never went to Bible college. Well, maybe it's a step now that you can do that. Our church provides one you can come into. I don't know what it is for you. I mean, there's so many p- different people and so many different ways of life that's going on here. What is it for you? Maybe it is just deciding that I'm going to give all my life to Him completely. So, Father, I pray, show us you and where you're at bid us to come and we choose today to take that step of faith and step out of the boat right now see yourself right now taking that step of faith and stepping out of the boat stepping in to that water and running to Jesus and go where he's at right now. And doing what he's called you to do. And being who he's called you to be. God has so much great plans for us. But it does take that trust. That step of faith. Where I choose him. And I'm not going to be stuck in this boat any longer. Where fear and depression lives that I'm going to get out and do what he's called me to do. So, Father, no matter who we are here today, unless we're, we're, if we're a small child or we're an adult, Father, we choose to step out in faith and do and become all that you've called us to become. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him praise, amen. You know, when I was praying for this service, I knew I, I wouldn't have a whole long time to talk and teach, but I really felt like that there was that, that one word for you. So take action on it today. Decide that I'm going to do that. Whatever, that. whatever the Holy Spirit told you during that time. If you didn't hear him, keep on searching. He's there. Sometimes you just got to get rid of, get a little closer to see him through the rain. And do what he's called you to do. Amen. And you'll be blessed. I promise you. Amen. And we're here for you. You're not doing this alone, by the way. We're here for you. Okay. God's so good. Amen.